Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every time I hear this song, you want to see what Leo she looks like? Uh, yes. <laughs> and so when I was in Fort Myers with the Miracle, uh, the Twins affiliate, we had Chris Cates on our roster. And Chris Cates, who played at Louisville and then got drafted, he was like a, I don't know, 40th round pick of the Twins. Mm-hmm. He was the shortest player in professional baseball. Well, so this he is was like, song. he was like five foot two. Yeah. So. Oh, no. This was one night his walk up song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming I wonder, he did not choose this. So. This is a prank. It's fortunately, he has a great personality. Yeah. And. The next day, I go into the clubhouse, and I had to talk to him, and he was okay with it. But he oh, wanted really? it okay. to play out a little bit longer than the about 20 seconds that we played. Ah. Uh, so okay. we, had, we had, in Fort Myers, we had the shortest player in professional baseball, and we had the tallest player on the uh, same roster. Luke Von Mill, who has passed away, uh, was seven foot one. Oh, my gosh. a pitcher in the Twins organization. He... I think he made it to the majors for a cup of coffee with the Angels. But we had the shortest and the tallest. So, of course, uh, we had the whole Danny DeVito, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger Twins. pictures. Well yes. done. And, and, and people are, like, fascinated by, by both of them. Like, they would stop and sign autographs, and there would be times where they would be, like, near each other. Yeah. And people were like, oh, my gosh. Hey there. It's look them. At them. Look at them. One's five foot two and the other's seven foot one. That's called height extreme. Uh, uh, Adam says, in the athletes that you miss, even probably to this day, Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, that swing! He was he, the swing. We we're, yeah. I think we're, I think we're always attracted. They might not be the best in their sport, but we're always. You have to be attracted to players that openly play with a lot of enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and you know that they're having fun. Yeah, I'm attracted to fun. Yeah, I think that's one of the. Appeals of Tomonaga. Tomonaga is not Nebraska's best player. Now, he has been one of the best players, not only at, for Nebraska, but in the Big Ten in this recent stretch. Yep. But people are attracted to Tomonaga because he looks like he's having fun. Mm-hmm. He Instead of palms-up guy, he's palms-down guy. <laughs> he's, only, he's only been palms-up three times that I've charted, beginning with the road game at Purdue. Yep. I've been Friday night game where... It looked like things were going to go south for Nebraska for the rest of the year. Yeah. But but people are like, man, I'm, there's a lot to hate in Tomonaga's game. He might not be able to play defense, and sometimes he just shoots it whenever. But the guy's having fun, mm-hmm. so I'm, a, I'm attracted to him. Ken Griffey Jr. not only was one of the best players, but he was also a guy that always looked like he was yeah. having fun. And I think we're attracted to players that openly, man, I really enjoy right. what I'm doing. But I could see how you would miss Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Um, Don said John Elway. Oh, yeah, if you're a Bronco fan and you've seen the quarterback since John Elway, I, I get that. But John Elway also played. There was no writing back yeah. then. But John Elway was one of those guys that he played with fun. Yeah. 
put his put his body on the line. You know, kind of had that that slinging mentality, but also would run and you know just kind of had that awkward way of running. You know, like the pigeon toe, and yet he was quick. He was a great athlete. He's just a really good athlete. Mm-hmm. Who is more awkward running in the open field? <laughs> Mahomes El- or Elway. Elway or Mahomes? Mahomes. Mahomes? So I always describe Mahomes as he has the, the pity patter. He does. And, and even, even, when, even when you see Mahomes like walk, yeah. he's, got, he's got a weird gait. Because he's kind of, I think he's yeah. kind of pigeon toe as well. So like the, fo- the feet are inward. And so there's a lot of like side to side motion. There's kind of like a, I don't want to call it a waddle. But it's kind of, I mean, it is kind of a waddle. Would Terry Bradshaw call it a waddle? Well, it'd be more appropriate with uh, Patrick Mahomes. you got a lot of kids down there that try to walk like him. It's like, you realize he's not doing that on yeah. purpose. That's yeah, the, it's, it's, you know, I, I have a couple friends that are really, not the really, gritty. really good athletes that are pitch and tell. And when they run, you don't think they're running nearly as fast as they are because it looks like it's a, it's a challenge. It doesn't look really smooth. But when I'm watching Mahomes, it's like I can't tell if he's got the bum ankle or not. Because he just runs really awkward. Like even the shot of the parade yesterday, like when he's just walking in the street, yeah. he just has a weird walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Elway walking had out El- of the porta potty. Elway had that too when he ran. Even when he was just walking to the huddle, you're like, man, are your feet like inward touching each other. They're like at a 45 degree touch. It is just really strange. Yet somehow they can move. Uh, bottom of the hour. Ask us anything. Uh, which usually gets off the rails, which seems like a perfect day, yeah, for, good day for uh, it. today. And then uh, Brian Edwards will uh, join us as well. Uh, hey, Dodgers pick it up. Ed says... There's a car? There's quite a few. Uh, Stop it. Go home. Ed says, uh, can you do the math on Nebraska's run to the NIT for me? In the oh, Apple okay. Bank inbox. So the NIT, <laughs> they to maintain the integrity, they would like you to be above 500. Yep. But net, if, net ranking can have a factor as well. But if Nebraska is 16 and 16, could they be in the NIT? So Nebraska has four regular season games left. So here, let me do the math. And and considering this season, I don't know, if, if Nebraska finishes 10th, Nebraska basketball finishes 10th, do you consider that a success? Yes. You're not playing on Wednesday. So, yeah. But in the NIT, which you know, they have a couple of key guys that, would be frontline people for you next year that could return. So there's the benefit of that and maybe a reward to Greasel and Walker mm-hmm. getting to play in the NIT. Uh, Nebraska would never, and I would never advise this, to play in the CBI or the CIT because yeah. you pay to play in yeah. that. There should be never a Power 16 playing in those tournaments. Yeah, once it's coming out of your pockets. So it's the NCAA nope. or the Good. NIT. Yeah. Um, like paying for a So if we're doing the math here, so if you figure Nebraska, I mean, this is easy. If you, if you figure Nebraska... If they're going to be in the NIT, Don't say you it. would rather be 17 than 16. You're going to have to go four and one. Yeah, because you got four left in the regular season. Then you got one game, maybe against Ohio State, which is beatable mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament. But you have Maryland, Minnesota, Michigan State, Iowa. The Iowa game's on the road, so Nebraska is about to start a three-game homestand beginning on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maryland doesn't play well on the road. Maryland, by the way, hosts Purdue tonight. Uh, then you have Minnesota. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to take anything Don't tell Amy the, Williams that. After what happened up in the barn last night for the Nebraska women. Michigan State, they're starting to look like, like Bayheim and Izzo. Syracuse and Michigan State look a little bit different in the last couple of weeks, and you're like, oh, I wonder why. Oh, mm-hmm. look at what the calendar says. Yeah. So that one would be difficult. And then Iowa, 
the last game of the regular season, Iowa is, and they play Ohio State tonight in Iowa City, as Jimmy was alluding to earlier. Iowa's going to be tough at home. Yeah. I mean, this is, you can do the math. This would be a heck of an accomplish to pull it off. The Nebraska would be in line to the NIT to go, all right, yeah, Nebraska, you have an apple orchard there in the rafters with all the NIT banners. <laughs> what, you want a home game? <laughs> you want a home game? Heck yeah. So there is there is the math. It, you can do the math. Uh, it's probably going to, it's going to take, probably two upsets along the way yeah i, I would almost get, say you gotta get to you gotta get to 17 and then let's say you go one and one and maybe you're playing on Big friday 10. maybe you're playing on friday well no nick if nebraska basketball makes it and and i can't believe we're saying this i know no just, i'm just i'm just talking about the math i'm not saying i expect this to happen i don't want anybody to twist that at all if nebraska got nebraska basketball found their way to play to friday holy remember the, remember the tim miles uh what did they call that group Trying to remember what they called that group. The Hell no, we won't go. <laughs> it's pretty much what it was. Oh. And they got to, they made a run there. All right, so there is my uh, uh, Urbandale High School UNL math for you. It's pretty good. I hope I did it right. But I'm just saying if you do, let's say you fall to Iowa and or Michigan State, which I think would be your most likely suspects. If you were able to piece together two wins in the Big Ten tournament, and I understand it's a big if. Hell, getting out of Wednesday is a a challenge. Eh. Then you would be four and two in that stretch of six games if you got to Friday. One game at a time. Don't touch the money. That's what we'll do. Don't don't touch the money. Nebraska doesn't play until uh, Sunday. That's true. Uh, So get off Wednesday. If they if they're not playing Wednesday, great. Uh, scouring the Nebraska football roster online yesterday, uh, Mitch Sherman came across that there is no number four, uh, and there is no Hunter Anthony. So Elante Brown never came back to school, but he's not off the team. So the door is open. Elante put out a really kind of odd tweet back in December that I don't think people. They weren't reading into it because they're thinking, here's a guy that had 16 catches last year. He's one of the front-line guys in the mm-hmm. wide receiver room. He's going to be back. Well, he never came back. So it's not – the mat drills did not get Elante Brown. <laughs> can't blame him. You can't but blame it, this one on the mat drill. But it's drill. tough in a room that's now down, you know, one wide receiver and has it, – it's it's full to not be there for spring ball. So we don't, we don't know what's going on, and we don't know if he'll ever come back. So Hunter Anthony, to me – you know what? You, the two portal offensive linemen from last year, Kevin Williams and Hunter Anthony, played a cup of coffee here, but they're they're elsewhere. Yep. I mean, I, I, I don't know if Hunter Anthony wants to continue his football career or not. My reaction to losing an offensive lineman is you're down some tackles, and Teddy Prohaska will not go through spring football. Mm-hmm. So he is out for the entirety of spring football, still recovering from his injury last year. Love Teddy, but Teddy hadn't played a lot of football at Nebraska. And you want to pencil him in at one of the tackle spots? Yeah. But man, when I pencil him in, at some point, he's got to be able to play 12 games. Because I believe that when he plays 12 games, you're going to see how good he can be. But it's just, he hadn't played a lot of football at Nebraska right. in, the, in the first couple of years. So that's where I go, okay, there would be some depth at tackle because Nebraska doesn't have a lot of tackles. And, you know, Walter Rouse is, you know, somewhere else than Nebraska. Um, 
But looking at, like Elante Brown fits into the category, and, and Matt Rule in a, in a, in a sit-down with the World Herald, he was bringing up guys. And this is the X factor that we don't know when you get into spring and then to next year, is there's some guys that we put on a milk carton with Nebraska football yeah. that Matt Rule may peel off the milk carton. He may do the Fred Hoiberg to C.J. Wilcher and insert them into the lineup. There may be a guy or two that's been on the milk carton that we have on our shows and Big Red Overreaction. People call him and go, where is Blaze Gunnarsson? <laughs> that's, where, that's a popular one. Where is A.J. Rollins? <laughs> yep. I mean, tight end room is a little bit in flux. Yeah. Um, but those are two guys that he brought up. So, and he's, and, and Matt Rule said to the World Herald, Evan Bland, I think Tom was in there as well. I got to imagine Sam was right there uh, in the room. Is I've watched all the practice, I've watched all the games. So I, I think it's very interesting that he's watched practice film. So he's garnering, man, probably in his head he's going, Blaze Gunnarsson's a good football player. A.J. Rollins a good football player. And I, and I thought A.J. Rollins would play a lot more last year. Yeah. But, but you know, they're a little stacked to tight end. But. Compared to where I thought A.J. would be coming out of prep to where he is in his early career at Nebraska, he's better than I thought. Mm-hmm. But again, that tight end room, a little bit in flux. Who's yeah. gonna, you know, you're, still, you're still waiting on Fedoni. I mean, Fedoni at some point is going to go into the, you know, the weightlifting competition nationally, <laughs> waiting for him to show up where he's on one of those ESPN shows where he's all oiled up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that dude's jacked. Fedoni is absolutely jacked. Yeah. But what I'm getting at, is there's going to be guys that probably in spring that we all said, yeah, thanks for the memes. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're like checking your program. They're still in the program and now they're yeah. playing. Rule, what do you, oh, that's what Rule does. So Alante Brown fits one of those. We're waiting. Yeah, been waiting. Coaches would say certain things and we'd latch onto it and go, man, Alante Brown, he's exciting. He's dynamic. Boy, look what he did against Iowa during the COVID year, which I thought that was his breakout game, mm-hmm. and then he went back on the milk carton. Man, I want Alante Brown to do something to be rewarded for getting crushed in the nuts against Michigan. Yeah. I mean, a, a guy gets that hit, you're like, I hope something good comes out of it. <laughs> yeah. So, but Alante Brown is, and he's not alone. There have been a lot of guys where like, okay, waiting, waiting. Ooh, spring. Okay, okay, here we go, fall. Fall, he's going to be one of those guys that are going to use him. It's going to be really... Yeah. I don't know if he was misused or he just wasn't what we thought he was going to be or he hasn't gotten to that point yet. So what I'm getting at is from Scott Frost to Matt Rule is what is now the window of how long we wait on players to make a judgment? Because under Scott Frost, it seemed like it was shorter. It was, yeah. But Matt Rule and what he says and who he recruits in the hidden gem, is it going to be longer before we make a determination on a player to say, is he, I'll use the word, bust? Mm-hmm. Or it just, you know, he was a miss on in recruiting. How would we, okay, say Matt Rule had recruited Noah Pulligates, and Noah Pulligates was at Nebraska year one of Matt Rule. And compared to what we know with Scott Frost, would we... Because that's a guy that I've I've been chomping at the bit wanting to see play, and it's just not happening. And I'm not saying the coaches are wrong for not doing that, but there's a guy that had a lot of cred coming in and looks the part. 
But I feel like what I'm getting at is I feel like if Matt Rule, what we know of Matt Rule, what we know of his track mm-hmm. record and development, I think I could be a little more patient with that. I could say, you know what? I trust that he's not on the field right now, but I think it's coming. And so I'm not ready to write him off yet. But after last year, I was kind of ready to write him off. Uh, Lante Brown, I think, is one of those guys, too, that you you think, all right. And I remember the, the conversation about him in the, in the preseason last year. But it was more about his leadership ability. There wasn't as much conversation about his ability, you know, whether it was Mark Whipple talking about him or even Scott Frost about his, you know, playmaking ability. It was just more about, you know, his experience, his leadership ability. I, I think when you do have sort of an overall profile like mm-hmm. Matt Rule has when it comes to development, I think naturally, and, and I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, it, it's a good question you bring up because I think knowing Matt Rule's development prowess, I can talk myself into saying, I'm going to give this guy two years before I really make any type of decision or get a strong feel one way or the other. Under Scott Frost, if it wasn't in year two, it was pretty easy to dismiss them. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they would resurface and we'd be like, oh, where did this come from? And then typically it was, well, because there was a, a run of injuries at that position, had to play, made the most out of the opportunity. So, yeah, I think you should. I mean, I think we'll, we'll all sort of have that, that habit of two years, haven't seen him. Nah, not going to amount to anything. But we have to remember that development's taking place. And I think it starts now with these freshmen. Because, you know, guys like Alante Brown, how much real development are you putting in? Are you putting him into a position within a matter of months to where he can be truly impactful on, on the field for this current staff? I don't know if that's realistic, to be honest. I think you kind of know what you have in him if you're this coaching staff, with maybe some some minor tweaks along the way. But when it comes to, you know, let's take, a, you know, like a, a Jalen Lloyd. Okay, mm-hmm. say it, it, by his sophomore year, if he hasn't hit the field as much, are we like, oh, man, what a waste of speed. We shouldn't be. No, I, I think he will be on the field sooner. But with him, um, yeah. Two, it, it'd be it'd be further down the road than two years. Yeah, but I think he'll find a way. But I don't think people should give involved. up on that no. and so, say that's a bust. So this will be the transition of of guys that are in the program that by year two and a half are not producing. We do kind of go, mm-hmm. you know, the little foot tap, get to the side. Yep. Will that will that change? Will that change? Another guy that uh, Rule brought up, Gabe Irvin, wants to see him during the spring. Has anybody heard? Any coach mention any any coach mention Ramir Johnson? Nope. No. Ramir Johnson, he's still on the roster. I have not heard anybody mention Ramir. Maybe I missed it. Maybe his position coach, Coach Barthel, mentioned it. Mentioned him. I just Gabe Irvin was out of Matt Rule's mouth before Ramir Johnson was. I'm a Ramir fan. I think there's a lot of people that are Ramir fans, but I just don't know where he fits right now. Ramir is a junior. Yeah. I don't know where he fits right now. Uh, By the way, when we were checking the roster, I didn't do it. I've made it a habit of doing it. Uh, Is Tyreek Johnson on the roster today? I haven't looked today. Uh, I know. Remember, he changed numbers. He's 17 now. This will be Ramir Johnson's fifth year. Yeah. 
Uh, Tyreek Johnson is on okay. the roster. Right. He is uh, wearing number 17. Yep. He changed. He, it fooled me because one day I'm like, oh, Tyreek's not on there. And then I saw that he changed numbers to 17. Uh, Kane Williams is still on there. There, yeah. there are there – are, we could play this game. There are guys on Nebraska's football roster that you go, wow, he's still here? <laughs> yeah. He's been here for a while and mm-hmm. hasn't really played. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's still at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, ask us uh, anything. Uh, we have a guy, if you're driving down Dodge, it's already a pain to drive down the street. I noticed that there is somebody that is throwing snowballs at cars. Really? Yeah, they're on the other side of the dental place here that's kind of we share a parking lot with. Yeah. That's terrific. They're just chucking snowballs <laughs> out into the street. At cars? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know whether to laugh or to yell at that person. Well, I didn't know what it was, and then I saw the person step out onto the corner. And I don't know if they were trying to walk across the street, and then they went back where you couldn't see him, and then there were snowballs <laughs> being chucked again. He doesn't look young either. We got an active thrower situation going on. Till he chucks it at the wrong vehicle who stops and then. So it's back. an old, angry person who's just chucking snowballs? I think it's somebody who just has nothing to do today. So, like, you know what? I'll relive my youth and throw snowballs at cars driving slowly on Dodge. Uh, 926. It's mornings with Sharp and Handley on 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.